Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. Hey, we're going to be talking today about something that's usually not talked about in a lot of churches concerning um, spiritual warfare. And, and, and that happens for the, the Christian. I'm going to say the Christian that's a, a threat, the believer that's a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And, and there's so many scriptures, and we mention them on this broadcast all the time about don't think it's strange, count it all joy. Jesus said in this world, uh, you will have trials and tribulations. He tells us in Peter how to respond. You know, respond as a, if you're persecuted uh, as a Christian, don't be ashamed, but glorify God in the matter. God gives you so many uh, word scriptures to compact to combat the evil one. And then one of the one of my favorites was Jesus. As soon as he uh, started his ministry, he was the scripture said he was led in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And the same thing with us. When you're because the Bible says those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. And I think those are the the, the believers that spirit filled. They're hungry and thirsty. But as you're getting filled, the devil wants to empty you out. Ooh, Jesus said this to Peter. He said, Peter Satan desires to sift you like wheat. Remember, to empty you out. He said, but I pray that your faith won't fail you. Basically saying that your confidence in, in what I, who I said you are and what I said you have and what I said you can do don't fail you. And again, if, if Jesus said it to one of his disciples, those guys are gone. We're here today. So that applies to us. Satan still desires to sift us out like wheat. But we're reminded in Ephesians about some uh, spiritual armor and weaponry that he says he's given us. And a lot, again, I'm reminded of my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If you don't know you have some armor and weaponry, you'll go out into a battle basically unarmed. Unarmed. <laughs> <laughs> unarmed. Too many Christians are going into battle unarmed. And then they're wondering, why, why does this happen to me? And, and they don't know how to fight the good fight of faith. They don't know how to use the spiritual armor and weaponry and, and i'm just going to read here in ephesians 6 and, and he tells us again the bible is for our spiritual enrichment and edification he says finally and, and i and i like to define words as i'm studying the word finally means after all you know he says my brother and be strong in the lord and in the power of his might notice he didn't say in the power of your might 
Remember, because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You know, and then look what he says in verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Oh, so we do have an adversary. And we're, we, Jesus told us we have an adversary, the devil. But he says that you may be able to stand. So put on the whole armor. Notice he didn't say part of the armor, but the whole armor. Some people just want to put on a part, one part of the armor. No, he says put on the whole armor. Then, for those that don't know, because inquiring minds want to know, he's going to describe what that armor is as we go further. But look at verse 12. He tells us about who we wrestle against. And, and I like to say it like this. I'm going to paraphrase. People aren't your problem. Yes, the devil works through people, but people aren't your problem because we're to, commanded to love people. So he says in verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Th that's people. That's your relatives. That's people that's that ain't saved. in church you don't like. Right, right, right. right. That, you they, don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Because we know God wants to dominate your thoughts and Satan wants to dominate your thoughts. So you got to know, Jesus said, my sheep hear me and, and they know me and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So Satan's always trying to get into your thought life and influence you to go his direction or, or be mad at people or hate people. He brings all of that. The Bible calls it walking in the flesh <laughs> as opposed to walking in the spirit. So I'm going to read this more, verse 12. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. See, we don't like to talk about this in church. He said, that's who our beef is with right there. That's Satan and his horde. That's his whole family. You mean there's still demons out there today? Well, according to this word, that's what it says. And remember, we men should not live by bread alone, you know but what, by every word. What's interesting with a lot of Americans, though, see, we like to think that we're past all that. You know, We like lot. to think we're past miracles. Well, right. <laughs> but I mean, we like to think that we're, we're more scientifically minded. We're not into that spiritual mumbo-jumbo and like a demon behind every bush and all that kind of thing that that we're we're into science we're into logic we're, we're into, into logic. thinking right 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 See, and, 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 so and logically that don't make no sense to these principalities right uh these uh what does he call it uh against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places and, and we know at major universities they ain't going to talk about that I, I was just listening to a pastor friend of mine rob, rob carpenter ron carpenter he say his dad he Pastors a huge church in uh, South Carolina. But he said his dad went to seminary. He said, and then uh, in seminary, they got to Corinthians where he was talking about, you know, the gifts of the spirit. And he said, the professor said, well, we're just going to skip that right there. We ain't going to talk about that. Basically saying that don't go on these days. Right. <laughs> and he says, no, we're supposed to teach and preach the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We don't compartmentalize and take out the parts that don't make sense to us or that's not logical. And again, the gospel is not logical. So Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel and man should not live by bread alone, by every word. If God said this in his word, it's true. Because remember, let God be true and every man be alive. Well, see, for a lot of people, though, the supernatural is scary because you can't control it the same way you can other things. Right, right, right. Well, and so we like to be in control. But we were, we were made for the supernatural. Well, That's how God were. created the but I mean, universe. If, but what people don't like is the whole it's scary aspect of you're not in control of it. Well, that's something you just got to get used to. Because <laughs> that's who you are now. You're an ambassador for Christ. Right. You're a child of the Most High God. And again, 
this has just been my thing. Anything, the scripture says every good and perfect gift comes from above. So if God wants to give you something, it's got to be good. He's not going to give. It's a, remember, if your child asks for bread, will you give him a scorpion? You're going to give your child something good. You're not going to give him nothing. You're not going to give him a taser at two years old and tell him, go, hey, here's a new toy for you, son. Well, if you as evil men know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Heavenly Father know to give to so you? So he's, everything he has is good for us. So why would I be afraid to get something from my Father, my Heavenly Father? And that's where, you know, we walk by faith. If God has something for us, I said, okay, give it to me. I guess that'd probably be a whole other series of shows why it so is. people are, are so eager almost to discount the things that God did in the past as things that he won't do anymore. Well, again, because you know, they, they, they don't believe him or they fear, they're fearful of it. And again, you can't be afraid of your Abba Father and what he has for you. And back to what he has for us over in Ephesians, he has some spiritual armor and weaponry for us. So back to first, verse 12, where well, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. He said, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. See, so, I like that. Yeah. That you'll be able to what? Stand. stand. Yeah. Not, not, stand. not retreat, <laughs> not lay down. Not, he said you, and he wants us to stand on the word of God, which is the truth. Because remember, and he's going to start talking about that, you know, have that truth wrapped around you and, and let God be true. So when we're constantly declaring in our evil day what God said, because the words, Jesus said, the words I speak to you are spirit in their life. And then also in Ephesians, he says the word of God is the sword of the spirit. That's what Jesus used to defeat Satan. He kept on declaring what was written, the word of God. So that's what we're to do. I'm going to keep reading here. Verse 14. Stand, therefore, having your loins girded about with the truth. Uh-oh, he means have the truth wrapped around you. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. Ooh, that's knowing who you are in, in God. Scripture says Jesus has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So righteousness is knowing you're in right standing with God. That's how David can go out and defeat Goliath. He knew who he was in relation to God. Because he said, who is this uncircumcised free Philistine that, that comes against the army of the Lord? Well, and then he tells Saul that the Lord who saved me from the baron and the lion will save me from this. Right, Philistine. right. Well, he knew he knew he was in right standing with, with the Father. So he says, put on that breastplate of righteousness. And, and we know a breastplate protects your chest cavity, where your heart's at, your vital organs. So he says, that's who you are. Verse 15, and your feet shrouded with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Woo, taking that shield of faith. Now, this is what the shield of faith was. And we know without faith, it's impossible to please God. So he says, take the shield of faith, wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked one. So I, I just picture a, a shield. Every time the wicked one shoot one of them fiery darts on me, I throw up that shield of faith, meaning what I believe. <laughs> so the, plate, the, the shield of faith is going to, if a dart hit it, it's gonna, especially and I got it up over me, it's going to fall down. So that's what we're supposed to do with every thought. We're supposed to cast those thoughts down and replace them with the truth 
of the word of God. That's what makes the enemy flee. When you keep hitting them with what is written, especially when it's in your heart, the scripture says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So if you're filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and you keep declaring that because words are spiritual seed and, and there's the sword of the spirit. When you keep hitting the, Satan with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, he's going to flee from you. Well, it, you know, it's just like the shield of faith. My faith is literally a shield, shield right. against the devil. <laughs> when the devil wants to come and tell me lies, when he wants to come and do whatever it is that he's going to do, my faith is my shield against him. So it's like being a Teflon Christian. Right. I mean, his stuff's going to just bounce right off. Right. The devil's going to come <laughs> to you and he's going to say, oh, that'll never work. You know, we were talking before we came on the air. The devil loves to come to you. You know, the word of God's not going to work. You know, God, just That's like just we were lie. talking earlier, you know, God doesn't do miracles today. Oh, you know God doesn't heal people today. You know God doesn't do that today. You know that's just from the past. And the devil loves to come and tell those kind of lies. When our faith is strong, those lies like that just bounce see, off. See, and, and with lies like that, we're supposed to replace it with this. That's He's true. the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Now, that's using, using your shield of faith. That's using the sword of the spirit when you're declaring what the word says. We say We understand that the word says... Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And, and again, with God, there's no time. He's always in the now. So the scripture says, now faith is the substance. He's ever present. Scripture says he's a very present help in a time of need. He ain't going to was a present help. No, he is. Remember, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Those who come to him must believe that he is. And he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. But back to the armor. Uh, okay, verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation. Okay, a helmet goes on your head. That's going to protect you. I think that has to do with renewing of the mind. Because that's what your mind had on, in your head. So he says, put that helmet of salvation. And we know what salvation means. It's sozo. It means that completeness. So he said, put, put that helmet of completeness on. And again, I know in the natural here in California, they want you to wear a helmet when you're riding your motorcycle. So they understand if you get into an accident or a tragedy, at least that part of your brain, you won't get brain damage. So you want to keep that helmet of salvation on. Uh, look, we said, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's the sword of the spirit. That's what you want to use. And that's going to, we know definitely life is in the power of the tongue. That's the sword right there. So start speaking what thus said the Lord or what is written. When the enemy comes, because he tried well, to get. What did Jesus do in the devil? Same or thing. In the desert. Yeah, in the devil. He did it to the devil. Right, yeah, but, but I mean, in the in desert. A, it was, it was he written. He would just say, it is written. And that's what we got to do today, because Satan, the battlefield is in our mind. Satan comes to, especially in your private time, he just wants to shoot those thoughts. And he wants you, you to. You know, God doesn't care about you. Right. Anymore. And he wants you to receive it. You know, and this your, has got to be bigger than right, God. And your job has got to say, cast that thought down. Scripture says in Corinthians, because that goes with this. Casting every thought and imagination and high, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He said, cast it down. So what's going to help me cast it down is that shield of faith. You know, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and I like what you said there about imagination because, man, our imagination. Can That's how the enemy out. works in your imagination. You know, you're sitting there home alone or whatever, and, and the devil hits you with the, the thought. And, and I, all his I, thoughts I, are negative. And I've heard people, and I'm, I'm serious, I've heard people, they'll have a pain. And the next thing you know, the devil says, you know, I, th that could be bad. And then the next thing they're imagining, and I've talked to people that had like a pain in their arm or whatever, and they were sure they had cancer. 
I mean, the imagination seconds later that they were sure that that was what was going on. And those, the devil hits us with stuff. And then our imagination starts running wild. And pretty soon things are just blown completely out of proportion. Well, the devil knows and God knows we're made like that to imagine. And again, we're supposed to imagine. We should be using our imagination to imagine good things. But and I noticed that even if you're a pastor, the devil really comes after you because something can happen just with me just last week. Something happened financially. Oh, and the devil tried to make me imagine all the worst that could come as a result to that one little issue. Oh, yeah. Oh, he hit me with everything. But guess what I Pretty kept on doing? you lost everything. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Let him tell it. <laughs> let him tell it. I lost everything. But guess what I kept doing? I, I had to not just be a hearer of the word only, but a doer. I had to cast down those thoughts and those imaginations which were exalting themselves, uh, which were attempting to exalt themselves above the name of Jesus. So I started replacing it with what he said. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Thank you, Lord, for the windows of heaven blessings. Thank you for rebuking the devour for my sake. Thank you for making all grace abound to us, me that I have all sufficiency in all things, and I have an abundance for every good work. Thank you because I've given this given to me. I'm, that's what I'm hitting him with. That's the sword of the spirit. That's the shield of faith. Well, it's the shield of faith because that's what I believe. I believe the word of God. So that's what I'm declaring because I understand that words are spiritual seed. He just told us here it's a sword of the spirit. But the devil, I know God wasn't telling me all those bad thoughts about my future, my financial future. I knew who it was. And again, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And again, yes, the devil going to send some people too. Oh, he sent somebody too to, to help reinforce <laughs> what he wanted me to believe about finances. And again, I had to cast that thought down and replace it. And see, a lot of Christians aren't getting this. That's what you got to do. You got to learn to cast down every thought and everything that wants to exalt itself against the knowledge of God and replace it with what is written. But seeing a lot of people don't understand, this is where this battlefield takes place that's most what, that's of it. the time. Right there. Is, oh, yeah, is, most of the time. It's in your mind where the devil's just coming to you and telling you all these lies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, you got a bill due and you're not sure how you're going to pay it. The next thing you know, your mind's, oh, man, and then I'll have other ones. And then, oh, mm -hmm. man, then I might lose my car. Oh, he and hit then, me oh, with all those I'll last week. Oh, yeah, he hit me with all those last week. <laughs> you know, pretty soon the whole world's come to an end. And right. God can't supply all your needs anymore. But see, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You got to continue to declare what that thus said the Lord. That's why it's important to meditate on what God says and not meditate on what Satan says. Because remember, he hitting you with some thoughts. And his thoughts are all negative. He wants you to meditate on them because he understands Whatever you meditate on or think on, you're going to move in that direction. Remember, I always say this. You're always going to move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So if my most dominant thoughts of what the circumstance said, and Satan works in the sense realm, if I'm looking at what he said and, those, and I allow that to be my most dominant thought, I'm going to move that direction. But if I'm meditating and thinking on what God said, which I just quoted all the scriptures, some scriptures about him providing all my needs, if I'm meditating and focus on that, I'm going to move that direction. And I got to say, I got a praise report this weekend. Yesterday, sitting at home, I got a couple calls. Shoot, all week, all, I got a couple calls on financial breakthrough, increase. Just got one this morning before I left the house. I got a prophetic word. So God's going to do that once you do what you, he told you to do. He told you to speak the word only. Remember, the centurion said, Lord, my servant's at home sick with a palsy. But I'm not worthy that you come to my house but just speak the word only. And Jesus was like, whoa, this cat right here has got some great faith. 
And he says, well, just go ahead and be it as you said it. And we know when the servant, Centurion, went, got close to his house, one of his guys came out and said, hey, Joe's healed. <laughs> and he got healed around about that hour. So that's what, that's what we got to believe. We got to believe the word of God. Not only that, it says in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 2, it says we believe, therefore we speak. Words are spiritual seed, and we're, we're commanded to speak only the word of God. Just like the centurion said, speak the word only, Jesus. Go ahead. You got authority. He said, hey, I'm a man on authority. I know how authority works. Authority works. I, and I can. I, man to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know how to, <laughs> authority works in words. He said, I ain't got to pick up no stick or nothing. I can just speak the word. He said, Jesus, I understand you're a man with great authority. Just speak the word. And Jesus was like, whoa, this guy, he got these principles of faith. And there it was. And that's what we have to learn to do as Christians. We have to learn to apply the word to our situations and circumstances. Because that's the only thing that's going to defeat the devil. We just read, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Against these principalities. Right, your neighbor's not your enemy. Right, right, right. You may but, think your neighbor's your enemy. No, 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 no. It, it, it's, it's, it's the rulers of darkness in, in those wicked places. So you can only defeat him with the word of God. You can't. Defeat him in your own strength. Remember, he just said, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, the power of the Lord's might is contained in his word. See, and one of the keys here, I think, that a lot of people forget is to put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you can stand. Now, as I, say, I keep hear it on. that, what he's saying is you have the armor of God on all the time so that when the day of evil comes, you're armed, you're ready. A lot of Christians want to wait for the day of evil and then go try to find the armor. Well, no, you need to have the armor. Nobody would go into battle. Let's say that we're going to go into battle. And whatever, you know, the helmet and the gun and everything they give you in American Army, nobody waits till they're actually in the fight to say, hey, where's my helmet? Where's yeah. my gun? Where's my stuff? Somebody, where's my boots, you know? Well, they, they, you train, all that on they train you to sleep with it. But, I mean, you can have all that on. Before you go into battle, you don't wait for the battle to be on and then start looking for your stuff. Well, as you were speaking, I was thinking of a police officer. A lot of them, even when they're off duty, they're armed. Well, most of them are. Yeah, they're armed. They're ready. And we've heard stories. Off-duty police officer happened to be at this location when this went down. Well, he understands, since I have authority to carry this weapon, I I I'm going to carry I may as well carry it all the time because... I want to be able to stand with some evil happen to show up. I want to be prepared. So we don't want to wait till the evil shows yeah, up. Yeah, he don't want to run home to and say, prepared. man, I left my gun. Well, it's like football. You know, I'm a football fan. A lot of people are football fans. They put on their uniform, all their pads and their helmet and everything before the game starts. They don't wander yeah. out in the field and then just before the plays call go, oh, oh. wait a minute, where's my helmet? Where's my shoulder pads? <laughs> yeah, where's I my cleats? I, oh, I'm... I'm Where's my stuff? Well, and guess what he's telling us? Be prepared. And again, I tell people, you know, those midweek Bible studies, those Sunday services. That reading own, the Bible at yeah, home. Your own private time. That's the time where you're putting on the armor. You're putting on the armor. And, and you've got to do that. And again, I know the devil, he influences us not to want to take the time to do that because he wants to keep you busy. Doing other well, stuff. Well, he wants to keep you unarmed. Right, right, right. Unarmed. And that's He's his deception. He'll put this on the TV. He'll have that person call you. He'll have you doing all this instead of spending time dressing in the armor or, or, or feeding. The scripture said those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be fit. 
feel. God wants you to feed. And here's the deal. Whatever you feed the most is going to be the strongest. If you And I always say feed your faith and starve your doubt. So you get to feed your faith by, the Bible says, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. Feed, it says like newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word of God. You got to feed, and Jesus said in John 6, I am the bread of life. And he says, feed on me. And we have to feed on his word. Scripture says in Colossians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Because that's what's going to get you over. That's what God wants you to believe, his word. And Satan wants you to believe what he wants you to believe. But if you're a child of God, I'm going to believe what my daddy said, not what the neighbor's dad said. <laughs> I was reading a really interesting book not too long ago, and it was talking about renewing your mind and changing your mind. And they were saying that the average person, 75 to 80% of their thoughts are negative. I bet I bet it is. And that's kind of the way the world is. You know, they're, they're negative thoughts. I talked thoughts. about that yesterday at service. And that we need to renew our mind to get it off of those negative things, you know. And and we've talked before. Some of those people that can be bringing those negative thoughts to you family members, other church members, people around you all the time, coworkers. But we've got to be able to banish those negative thoughts. Well, and as he says, what, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8? Whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, think on those and things. And we know we can get that out the world of God. We can get all of that out of there, and that's what God wants us to do. He says, feed on my thoughts. He called them his, his commands, his judgments, his ordinance, his statutes, his precepts. He had a lot of words to say his word. Well, you know, there's a lot of books about power of positive thinking. Jesus was probably the original positive right the ultimate. When, when god writes whatever is good whatever is true whatever is pure whatever is noble whatever is excellent or praiseworthy think on those things that's positive thinking that's to it. it right there and it's god telling you to do it yeah because god knows you we're made that way again we're going to always move in the direction of our most dominant thoughts oh if you just sit around thinking negative thoughts all day pretty soon everything will be bad your well, health it, will be bad your situation will be bad your home life will be bad. Your work life will be bad. Everything will be bad. In Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinketh or believes in his heart, so is he. So if you think you are who God says you are, you have what he says you have, you can do what he says you can do, guess what? That's who you are. But if you take the thoughts of the enemy, which hates you, and you start meditating on his thoughts, that's what you're going to believe for. But again, uh, we're out of time, but we're definitely out of faith. And we just want to say we love you. And we want to remind you to keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.